This is Kincaid and Breckenridge, exclusively on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We're going to talk about uh, hugging etiquette coming up after 12 o'clock from noted hug expert uh, Tristan Hopper of mm-hmm. the National Post, senior fellow at the Canadian Hug Institute. <laughs> <laughs> the CHI? Yes. I like to, uh, I like to uh, sneak up on people, give them a big hug. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I pet their head. <laughs> And I talked to them like I would talk to a kitten. You are such a furry little girl. Booja, booja, Do people like that? Well, my boss, he didn't care for it this morning. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll try. He's, I think he's warming up to it. Yeah, it could be. He says the be. cutest things, by the way. I'm going to fire you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think it means he likes it. <laughs> Okay, Tristan Hopper joining us after the uh, the news to 12 o'clock. Uh, we're going to continue now our Adapting in Alberta series, though. And um, th- this economy affects a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Now, we had the the good news story, the, the cautiously optimistic story yesterday about uh, the price of a barrel of oil creeping above $50. Uh, for the first time in something like six months, uh, it's it's under fifty bucks right now. But look, we're we're kind of I don't know. We're, I think we're getting into this scenario where maybe we can start to breathe a little bit easier. Hopefully, better things are are close at hand. Uh, but try telling that to somebody who's spent the last couple of years studying at university or maybe a tech school or something like that, uh, just to get uh, uh, their diploma or their degree, only to graduate into this economy that isn't exactly rich with job prospects right now. So what's what's that person to do? Maybe that's your son or daughter, uh, someone who's uh, uh, living with you, who's just uh, completed their education, who's now pretty frustrated because uh, they can't apply it here. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, someone graduating today then went into university or post-secondary education and say 2012 so you're sort of thinking okay four years from now what skills should i have what's going to be in demand what's the world going to look like in four years right and that's that's tough to know sure i mean there's some broader trends maybe and there's i I think some evergreen trades and professions that maybe are are advisable but yeah i I don't i don't think anybody who went into university or college in 2012 foresaw coming out of college and into what you know, what awaited them in 2016. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing goes for people who went into uh, a two-year program uh, two years ago and, and got out and they said, boy, I sure picked a crappy time to graduate. Uh, maybe there's uh, some things to put in your strategic toolkit. And we can get some help on this with uh, Megan Reed, who joins us, a psychologist at uh, Calgary Career Counseling. Megan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So first of all, how, is this a real problem or is it something that, that uh, I'm imagining or that we're imagining? <laughs> Uh, no, you're definitely not imagining it. We are in a hard economy and there are a lot of people that are laid off at the moment. So so there's a lot of competition out there in the job market. I would say when you're talking about trades, um, that might be a little bit of a different area just because we across the country, there is a skill shortage with um, with the trades. So so that's actually in demand and will be continuing to be in demand in the next little while as the baby boomers continue to retire. Well, yeah, I guess it is uh, specific to to certain trades or certain professions. I guess if yeah, uh, if if someone went to medical school four years ago or, or however many years ago, I don't know that that's necessarily a, an issue they're facing today upon graduation. So it, it is is it different for for different grads? Yeah, I would say it is different, um, but definitely anything in the oil and gas world of course, and a lot of the service companies and and a number of other industries, of course, that have been impacted by the economy as well will be harder to find employment, especially um, not only because certain companies aren't hiring, but again, because there are so many people that are looking for work, there there is a lot of competition out there. 
So what's a what's a good place to start then in terms of formulating the the, the strategy? I mean, I imagine sitting around frustrated probably isn't what you would recommend. No, no. So I think the first thing that I would say to new grads um, or really anyone who is out of work is to really get clear on what they want out of a career. So most people kind of think about job titles and I want to work as an accountant or I want to work as a lawyer. They, They think of certain jobs. What I would recommend is really getting clear about what it is in a career that you're looking for. Do you want to be solving problems? Do you want to be working alone with coworkers, helping people? Um, so digging in a little bit deeper, um, working as a career counselor at Calgary Career Counseling, we help people do that all the time. So really getting a clear understanding of what would be really satisfying and fulfilling for them. Um, from there, once you have that idea of what you actually want in a career at that deeper level, you can start to formulate a bit of a long-term vision, which I think is important. Um, And then from there, you can start to break that down and have a bit more of a short-term goal. Um, So that would be the first thing is actually just understanding and getting clear on what type of, of work they're looking for. Well, yeah, I mean, for anybody entering the workforce coming out of, uh, you know, post-secondary education and beginning their, their career, you're going to see ups and downs. I guess it just so Mm -hmm. happens that you're facing a down right out of the gate, but is, is part of that understanding that, you know, the real world there, there are those ebbs and flows. Yes, and especially in Alberta, um, when you when you leave the province, there it's not such a cyclical um, environment. But definitely in Alberta, that is the reality. So being aware of that and understanding that is key. Um, what I would say, really, once you have that clear understanding of what you want in a career, you might need to think outside of the box in order to get employed because there is so much competition. What is going to set you apart, or where are you going to gain those skills? So many people have those degrees. So do you need to volunteer or do you need to take a lower paying job in the beginning to get a certain skill set that can get you to where you want to be in the long term? So you have to be realistic and you have to be creative and really have a clear understanding of the transferable skills that are required um, for that long term vision. What do you need to build in order to get there in the long run. Is there a bit of a double whammy, though, that if you're trying to uh, do as you suggest and kind of broaden your skill set, that people might not want to employ you because they sense that's what you're doing and they'd rather hire uh, someone for a longer term? Uh, I guess it depends how you go into that situation. Yeah, if you're planning on staying there for three months or you, you're making it clear to the employer that that's not really what you want to do, of course, they're not going to hire you. I wouldn't go into it that way. I'd go into it thinking I'm I'm using this as a stepping stone. And that is quite common now. People have um, these really spiral type career paths where they where they do change careers and employers do expect that. That's not what they want because there is, of course, that upfront cost of, of training and onboarding a new employee. But um, yeah, I think it's just being respectful of your employer and, and making sure that you that you're not leaving after a very short amount of time. But what do you suggest, I mean, for, for students who might be partway through, say, their, their post-secondary education to, to look at what's happening now, the downturn of the economy and think, OK, I, I got to pivot. I got to make a change. I, I'm pursuing the, the wrong career. I, I, I need to go in a different direction. Is, is, that, is that an overreaction or might it make sense in some cases? I think it depends how specific the education is. With a lot of university degrees, they are so broad and you can get so many different opportunities for employment after you've graduated. I think in a lot of cases, they could continue pursuing that education. In other areas, 
maybe they make a bit of a, a turn. But I think for me, what I would recommend is really starting to amp up and build that skill set now. So can you volunteer now? Are there school committees or clubs you can be a part of? Is there some part-time work you can get just to get some skills on the side or get your foot in the door, whether that be with a company or um, getting a little bit of practical experience? Because the education is important, but lots of people have it. So again, what's going to set you apart, apart from them? So that's what I would recommend if people haven't graduated yet, get involved. And Megan, do you ever sometimes find yourself in a position where the best advice might be to move? Definitely. I moved across the country to pursue my career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's kind of a, a, a harsher way of saying that, that there the economic opportunities that you're looking for uh, are elsewhere. It's just a matter of uh, packing up your suitcase and going out and finding them. Sometimes it's about moving. Sometimes it's about building your own economy. So, So looking at where where is their need if it's not with oil and gas companies where else are people turning or what other things are in demand so so it really is sometimes thinking outside of the box and getting creative and again we do help people with that as well at calgary career counseling because we we see so many engineers or accountants or people who are out of work out of the 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 oil and gas industry so it's where can they shift so sometimes they stay at well most of the time i would say they want to stay in calgary stay in alberta and it's just switching gears again moving with that spiral career trend a little bit um but definitely i do have people who who do move as well or who are interviewing out of province um because that's the best opportunity for them all right good advice uh megan thanks so much for joining us here this morning appreciate this you're welcome all right that's uh, megan reed a psychologist at the calgary career counseling center part of our uh, adapting in alberta series kind of interested to, to hear from you are you are you one of these people who are frustrated maybe you know somebody who's frustrated about uh, the the economy that you've graduated into, or maybe thinking back, uh, were you in a similar situation in, in another part of the country, and uh, you came here uh, uh, to pursue your career ambition? Nine seven four eight two five five. This is Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk seven seventy. All right, nine seven four eight two five five. As we continue this adapting in Alberta segment here in Kincaid and Breckenridge, uh, a series, by the way, you're hearing all across our radio station on all the talk programs on News Talk seven seventy. Uh, the question being, did, you know, did you graduate uh, into a bad economy, and maybe you found that you had to pick up and move? Maybe you came to Alberta uh, because the prospects were better here when you were done your studies. There's a lot of people that are are, are just recent graduates of post-secondary uh, education institutions in our province that have graduated into a job market that's not exactly filled uh, with promise. Uh, Harp has called in to tell us what he had to do. Hi, Harp. Hi, how are you? We're good, thanks. Hello. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Uh, one biggest thing, out of the, you can diversify your skill set and everything, but the biggest problem people have is that the skill they need to develop is how to save for emergency funds. People, what I find out is people don't save. Well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Harp, and yeah. I think I think that's a different topic because I I, no, no, I would know. No, no, no. Well, hang on, let me just tell you why because I don't want to I don't want to crap on people who just invested a lot of money in themselves and now we're telling them that hey, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You should have been saving up your money. These people are yeah, starting their careers, right? Yeah, you, you, I was just going to say the rest of the thing to uh, graduate. I invested lots of money in myself too. I came from a different country. I did a master's in biochemistry, then I did energy sciences and technology. 28 years later, we are diversifying their energy resources now. Right, yeah. But I had, I came here, I adapted myself. Everywhere I went to apply, they want, they say, oh, you're overqualified or you're 
underqualified. Most of the time I was overqualified. So no one was giving me a job. Right. It was all predominant city, country, and in diversified energy, there was no, no job. But I succeeded what I wanted to do. And at the same time, I learned that skill save for emergency because no one else can help you if you can't help yourself. That's a good point, Harp. Thanks very much. Yeah, I think that that Harp's got the, the long tail attitude there that, that a lot of people would, would do really well uh, to adopt. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a question of doing what you got to do. And Harp says you came here for the opportunity. Yeah, I, I mean, saving's good advice. It's, it's odd advice, though, I think, to give to someone who's right out of school and says, well, you know, I, I trained in this particular trade and they're not hiring in this trade right now and now I'm not sure what to do to say, well, you should save. <laughs> like, well, okay, when I get a job and start getting a paycheck, that advice will come in handy. You know, yeah, I mean, you're right. There is a teaching moment here, though, because the economy is cyclical and you don't want to get caught off guard. I mean, you could be out of work. Uh, from employment just as uh, as easily as you are out of work uh, right after your education. Uh, hi, is this Oliva? Yeah. Hi, thanks for calling. Hi. Um, so I recently, I'm, I'm a recent grad, just to put some context in here. I think I graduate at the end of July, so obviously I'm entering at a bad time. Um, I've read a couple reports out there that have suggested that people who tend to graduate in a recession tend to as our former caller mentioned, tend to apply for jobs that they're kind of overqualified for and can't get that experience that they need to eventually get into a career that they want. So what would you recommend to fix this? Like, should you go off and potentially start your, not start your own business, but find ways to gain experience in other fields or volunteer? Like, what, what do you suggest for someone who is graduating this year and who needs to develop to develop that experience, but can't get the job opportunities to do that. Do you you want my career counselor advice for whatever it's worth? Because I I think that the one thing that that, uh, is a skill that is very difficult to teach, uh, particularly in an educational setting, um, but is absolutely vital and it's probably uh, a very common indicator of success, is your ability to network. Uh, there's a book called What Colors Your Parachute? And in that book, uh, I mean, there's this one tidbit that I pulled out of it that says, find the people who can give you the job you want and give them reasons to give you the job you want. If we go through formal interview processes, I think that's where you hear things like you're overqualified or you're underqualified. You don't have enough experience. You need to build your resume, build your skill set. But, you know, if you've been, um, uh, you know, working uh, at the same restaurant and the same guys or or gals who work in the industry that you want to be in keep coming in, or you find ways to get your name in front of people and get yourself in front of people when you're not in a, uh, you know, that sort of structured interview funnel sort of system, uh, then I think that you can impress on people a lot more readily why you would be a smart hire. They'll hire you for your intangibles, things like emotional intelligence, uh, as opposed to the, the tangible aspects of your resume. Okay, well, what if you have nowhere to start in terms of network? Like, I'm not saying that's my, that's my case, but if you have nowhere to start, would you recommend cold calling to start that process or emailing? Well, yeah, that's, or? that's a place to start. I'll tell you something, Oliva. I mean, if you've got nowhere to start, that's because you're not trying. Um, and that's a cold hard fact. LinkedIn is a place to start. Cold calling, uh, you know, the phone book is a place to start. Um, and 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 that's you know, look, that's that's uh, that's the the hard truth of it. I mean, you just got to figure out a way to 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 chip away at that stone. But you know, eventually you 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 break out and you uh, make it to Mexico with Morgan Freeman, which is my code for saying you get what you want. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Oliva. Thanks. Well, it's an interesting question. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's good advice. I, I know. 
you know, for me and, and coming out of, as, as a broadcaster, as setting out in the world, I mean, doing that practicum component, you know, people call it, uh, you know, you're, you're basically unpaid labor, but uh, it was educational and, 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 you know, you get a foot in the door and, and you make connections and you get a chance to, to impress some people who, who might want to give you a job someday. And, and so, I mean, the point that Megan re- made about, about volunteering and finding ways to kind of show your skill sets and, and meet these people who might be in a position to give you a job at some point, that, that's one way to do it. Because if it's between that and, and sitting at home and hoping for, for the phone to ring, then maybe you're better off getting out there. Yeah, and ask your friends and family too, right? Like, look, nepotism is kind of a dirty word and nobody wants to get a job because you're somebody's son or somebody's daughter. But look, I mean, if, if you've got friends and family and you say, hey, look, I'm trying to become a, a marine biologist. Do you know anybody in, in marine biology? You might find six degrees of separation. Well, yeah, you know, uh, dad goes to Rotary with this guy named Doug whose daughter works at SeaWorld, so let me make some phone calls. And look, a lot of times, I mean, that's those are the kind of uh, tenuous connections that need to be made just to, to sort of get the ball rolling in your favor. So, yeah, everybody's got a place to start. Good luck, Oliva. Okay, let's take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, it's King Cannon Breckenridge, News Talk 770. Hey, by the way, it looks as though the, the Conservative Party of Canada has um, decided that now in 2016, maybe their, their policy should reflect the, the reality that, uh, that, that gays and lesbians in Canada can get married. Uh, and so they've, although it was close, and there's been quite a heated debate at this conference in Vancouver whether to change this policy, which previously was that marriage is between a man and a woman. So uh, the change has carried the day, but still not, not everybody's happy about it. Uh, no, but you know what I think they did, though, is um, they've just won the hearts and minds of a whole lot of people who might now look at the Conservative Party a slightly different way. Oh, by the way, those people are called voters. And those are things that you need if you want to be the government. So good on you, conservatives. Well done. Well, makes sense. Okay, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the guy who is the, the head of government of this country and how he likes to hug everybody and uh, whether we should all follow suit. Uh, Tristan Hopper from the National Post will join us at Kincaid and Breckenridge News Talk 770. Roger Kincaid and Rob Breckenridge, weekdays starting at 930 a.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary.